Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where you learn how to set aside your fears and limiting beliefs and step into the entrepreneur you are meant to be. Hi there, I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs and your personal cheerleader to success. I teach female entrepreneurs just like you how to identify and overcome your limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome mindset, step into and ignite your confidence and unapologetically show up in your business as the fearless entrepreneur you are born to be. Each week, I share the wisdom, tips, insights, and motivation you need to overcome doubts and obstacles holding you back from success. You will walk away feeling empowered and ready to take bold action towards your goals and dreams. So if you're ready to build the life and business you dream of, let's jump in. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Haley Forster. Uh, She is the founder of Simple Joy, and I've been friends with her for a few years now. I admire all of her work. Um, So Simple Joy um, helps overwhelmed individuals to slow down and simplify your hectic life in a manageable way, from decluttering your home, reducing your to-dos, to focusing your day-to-day uh, lifestyle on your key values. Simple Joy's mission is to help you live a more time-rich and joyful life, regain control of your life, and save yourself from the chaos, which just sounds heavenly. I think this is all of our goals. Um, so welcome, Haley. For being, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me, Kat. So tell us a little bit about Simple Joy, because as I said, it's like a dream life. Like we're all overwhelmed. We're all, there's so many things we have to manage, especially during pandemic. Um, Tell us a little bit about how this became your mission in life, why this is so important to you, why this lights you up and, and, you know, why, why this is your goal in life. Yeah, sure. So um, I... Have look, I was thinking about this the other day actually about why I started like this and I remember from when I was a young girl I used to actually sit um, and go through my mom's magazines um, and I would find out all the kind of like the life hacks and the kind of the cleaning hacks that you would get um, and all these kind of um, middle-aged women magazines and I used to cut them out and I used to make collages of them in a book which I think is very unusual for like a five-year-old to be doing (laughs) but um, I used to love it and it used to I always used to think oh I'll look at this when I'm older and it'll make my life easier so it's always been a thing um, as I've been growing up trying to find ways in 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 just our day-to-day life just to make it so much simpler so we don't get so stressed and overwhelmed and I think it stems from um me growing up I grew up in a in a household where I had a very ill mother so from a young age me and my sister were helping around the home so I was hyper aware of of just what it was like to be um an, an older woman with some responsibility and like as a young child you don't necessarily have that foresight but I was kind of thrust into this lifestyle where I, where I did I got a lot more responsibility from a very young age and I think that realization um made me think well I don't I don't want 
to be like this when I'm older. I don't want to be stressed and I don't want to be overwhelmed with everything. And I think that's why I started to gain an interest in it. But really how it came about more from kind of a simplification and decluttering point of view is um, kind of from my own mental health story. Um, and I'm very open about my mental health. Um, I'll talk about it as much as I want to, to anyone who will listen. Um, but I've uh, struggled with mental health problems from a very young age. Um, unfortunately, my mum died when I was 13. Um, which made it um, more amplified, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, actually, one of my ways of coping was hoarding. Um, so I would uh, hoard everything. And it was really as a consequence of the fact that I struggled to remember things from when I was little. Um, and my way of remembering things was by keeping things. Mm -hmm. So if we went out for a walk, I would find a stone on the floor so I could remember that walk. If we went out um, to a museum, I would go and get all the leaflets and everything like that. And I would just keep all these things in the house to just remind me of happy moments in, mm. in our life. Um, and that I continued that um, throughout all of my teens and, and early 20s. Um, and it became very noticeable that it was not something that I could live with um, when I got to about my, my mid-twenties. Um, I'd been with my husband for about seven years at that point, and he kind of accepted it, I suppose. I think he knew it was kind of my way of coping with things, um, but... He didn't particularly like it. Um, and the thing that made me um, really need to make change is that I got so incredibly low. Um, as I say, I'm quite open about it. I did become suicidal um, with my depression and anxiety. Um, and I knew at that point, because I'd just had a little girl, I had my first daughter. Um, and I remember lying in the bath thinking, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't I don't like the way I'm living. And I'd started to practically plan, um, plan my suicide. And it really shocked me um, because I knew I was down, but it was the first time after all those years that I'd felt that low. Um, so I, I, at that point in time, that was kind of like the turning point, the pivot point for me was that I knew I needed to make some changes and I needed to make lifestyle changes, but I didn't really know uh, particularly what it was that I, that I needed to do. And actually, I started just researching, looking at all these personal development things and um, a video that I watched really stuck out to me and it was talking about how we have so much in our lives and our minds that it can be so overwhelming that we choose to just step back out of it we don't we don't we get so overwhelmed we don't know what to do next we don't know where to go or what to fix so because of that, we just kind of switch off and we, we just numb everything. We numb our emotions and that's when we fall into the, these deep mental health problems. 
Um, and and I started to make big changes from then because I realised ah, this this is what it is with me. I was uh, I'm a big hoarder. I'm a big control freak. Mm-hmm. Like I always put more things on my to do list. Uh, I just make my life more complicated. I don't know why. It's something I've always done, um, and I knew that that was the problem. That I, I couldn't find a way out because I had too much stuff going on in my life and in my house and I started to make a lot of changes I um, decluttered my um, home starting with that's where I started with I got rid of about 70% of my possessions and my goodness I felt absolutely amazing Um, it just you wouldn't think that decluttering possessions would have that much of an impact but not only did my home look wonderful but I felt amazing I felt like this lift this weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I could breathe I could think mm-hmm. I could process things much clearer um, and it kind of snowballed from there because uh, I realized what a benefit that had in my life and I wanted to share that to 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 other people really yeah wow well thank you for sharing your story Um, I think a lot of us can relate to that sheer overwhelm where you just kind of numb out. Like you just, you know, that's where people watch a lot of TV or they drink a lot or they, or they just kind of sit there, right. They don't actually take action and do things because there's so you're right. It's, it's like, it's a physical clutter becomes mental clutter because it's still information. Every time you look around your house, it's still information. Your mind is taking in every little item, and there's yeah. always like a, a story behind the item. Like, look, why, why do I have these cards on my desk? Oh, right. I send those out. Like everything's like information. Um, and I think now is a perfect time to be talking about that overwhelm with social media and you get, so now you have your house and then you have your life and the people around you, but then you have the information from the outside world constantly in your face, um, getting through your brain and more things you have to process. And it's exhausting. And it's, kind of like you, and I don't know if you felt this way, but it's like you lose your own voice, but you also lose what's truly important because everything's just muddled in heavy stuff, whether it's the thoughts or the physical stuff that you kind of can't weed out what's the true importance of it all. Yeah, definitely. And that that is uh, that was the biggest thing for me is I completely lost my identity and and the, the people that I work with, that's kind of one of the common things that they, they come and say is like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like, and I'll say, well, what what would it be that you want to change? And they don't know because they've just completely lost the the ability to 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 make decisions, to understand what is what is going on because there's too much stuff. And accumulating stuff, it is a very human habit. I mean, it's one of those things that stemmed from cavemen days where we used to hoard food and and furs and things like that anything that was kind of essential for living but when you bring that forward to now into this kind of modern fast-paced society it's a lot of it is unnecessary and I don't know whether you've noticed this uh, Kat but it's like you mentioned social media it's just there's always some kind of pull to to do more or be more, own more. Um, it's it's kind of like want, a, even like the want more. You're always like you should want to make more money. You should want to travel the world. You should want, and all of a sudden, it's like more yeah. like why now I have to think about do I want these things? Is yeah. that what's going to make me successful? And it's more uh, overwhelm. 
Yeah, exactly. And that all adds up because we're just obsessed as a society with more. And because we see it as a status symbol, we see people with more money, with more cars, with more um, holidays, with with higher um, paid jobs, and we see them as successful people. Um, so as humans, we see these successful people, we see them with more stuff, um, and we 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 do it to ourselves we we stock up on things um because we're striving to be to be better people and really it just it it ends up in yeah not fulfilling those kind of long-term needs that yeah you're striving for yeah really just it's like a temporary fleeting moment and you're just left with the consequences of of being stressed and as I said unable to focus or understand things and just generally unsatisfied and it's it's not a nice feeling and the social media just piles more of that on top because I mean you've probably heard that phrase everyone says it's everyone's social media it's like it's you've got to remember it's a real it's a highlight real it's not it's not the whole life but it is hard when, particularly if you work in social media as well, when it's in your face 24-7, it's hard to kind of get around that and understand that, yeah, you might see Tori having this wonderful lifestyle and she's the perfect mum and she's doing all these craft things with them. She's making these amazing food. She's got an amazing career. They go on holidays all this time. But what you don't see is the stuff behind that where actually she feels exactly the same as you do. Yeah. Um, and you feel, you feel very alone because of that. And it, it can be quite disheartening um, and yeah, just so frustrating to get over. Um, you end up going round in a big circle, I think, of your emotions. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that that same mom is on the phone crying to her best friend about she's at the wit's end and she can't do it anymore, you know? And I think, I think there's also something psychological too with showing up on social media with your best foot forward. It's kind of like, this is what I want. I wish I had this. Like, I want to be this happy but you're not. And like, I think it's, it's not just like allowing people to see it, but it's like, this is who I want to be, but you behind the scenes, you're just struggling to be that person and not knowing where to start, you know, um, with you in my head, <laughs> I started decluttering, you know, my house recently and it became an obsession because what I have the auto and we talked about this, I have autoimmune diseases that cause a lot of brain fog. So everything's more like, Sometimes just the idea of like cleaning the bathroom and cleaning the kitchen is overwhelming to me because it's just too much. Like there's the dishes, there's the floor, and I just go watch TV because it's too much for my brain to muddle through. Um, and I realize like simple things like my paperwork that are so like when I think about my finances or I think about my bills or I think about my home maintenance in my head, it's all in this muddled paperwork somewhere. And I realized like my safe was full, my boxes of files. And it was amazing. The moment I went through them, I was, I have a car that's 17 years old and I kept, <laughs> this is orders. <laughs> I kept every receipt from every maintenance done on the car <laughs> for 17 <laughs> years. <laughs> so the file was this big of every like oil change, tire rotation, everything. And the minute I got through that, it's kind of like my brain saw my car differently on, in my mind, I have a 17 year old car that's falling apart, but getting rid of all those receipts. I'm like, no, look at all the stuff 
look, I, I, you know what, I, I did the most recent maintenance. That's all I have to worry about. Instead of looking at the stack of, oh my gosh, look at the things that have all gone wrong with my car. It really kind of just, you know, may even made my finances so different. Like, you know, I had my retirement funds and it just seemed like I had all these files for retirement fund. And when I got rid of them all, it's like, oh no, I just have the one retirement fund. And it's, it's amazing. Like it changes your perspective, but getting rid of six bags of shredded paper there's now only a box and a half of paperwork. It takes up less room and I don't have to think about it all the time because it's not taking up space. It's not some other thing I have to go through to find a document. Um, and just cleaning up, you know, finishing this office. Like that's been on my mind for two years and it's amazing. I'm sitting in this office and I feel so much more productive because I'm not sitting here going, I gotta paint the walls and I gotta get rid of those boxes. Now this is just my workspace. So it's amazing like how it just physical clutter changes your mental capacity. It's kind of like you have this valuable real estate in your head. <laughs> and once you get rid of the, the clutter takes up that real estate, you only have a brain this big. It can only process so much. And all of a sudden it's like this big relief. I don't have to be sitting here thinking of everything I need to do now. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's where a lot of people, they don't make that connection um and they they see the, the the clutter around their home and they they just they get frustrated by it but they just park it but when you think about it it's like you say it's always hanging on in your mind when you walk into a room and you see something that you should have done um or that needs to be done um you it's a, it's kind of like you end up bullying yourself because you're you don't realize it, but it's in the back of your head and it's always niggling there and you go, right, I've got this, this and this to do, that, I haven't done it, oh, I'm useless. And it can really be a big confidence buster. Mm -hmm. um, I get so many people saying, I'm not good enough, I can't even look after my house or I can't even keep my kitchen tidy. Um, and it's, yes, it's just clutter, but actually it stems into this much bigger thing because you, you mentioned at the beginning that, as as women, we tend to have this big dependency on ourselves to be the one that creates order, creates a nice home. Um, and there's a lot of expectations on us. And I'm not saying, yes, society does put some of it on us, but a, a lot of it is on ourselves. And we, we think that we need to do the best for everyone in our house. We need to be the homemaker. We need to be um, now be independent women bringing in the money into the house and everything like that. And it's a lot for women uh, to, to cope with. And a lot of, uh, of the responsibilities do tend to fall on our shoulders. And it's difficult. It's difficult to live with. And when we start to see bits go, we beat ourselves up about it. We make ourselves feel bad. We tell ourselves that we're useless. Mm. Um, and that over a sustained period of time can be really, really damaging. Um, and there's research that's shown as well that there's a direct link of, of um, the, uh, what's it called? The stress hormone, cortisol. Mm. Um, that there's a direct link between that and clutter. Um, and your environment it undoubtedly affects your mood if your surroundings are stressing you out it's taking up your headspace it makes your day-to-day -day living harder it makes you harder to just harder to just 
find things. I mean, God forbid, if I, like, fast forward eight years ago or so, if I wanted to find a roll of sellotape to wrap a present, I'd be on sometimes for a good couple of hours. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's like you, you feel the impact. It affects your whole day to day. And it really makes it... Uh, just so hard to get things done anything that would just normally take someone 30 seconds can take you 20 minutes yeah. um and it can get quite addictive you know like getting that that feeling that you said it's like if you if you think about if you just have a short a sort out of your fridge when you get your grocery shopping in if you just have a quick sort out and you get everything in its order you wipe the shelves down like it feels amazing and I would not like I do not judge people that keep going to that fridge and checking it out and making sure that it still looks good because it's so it's like so nice to open the fridge and just see everything but just if you amplify that and think about how that would be in other areas of your home and the impact that can have on your mood I mean even just sorting out my purse makes me feel amazing mm -hmm. it's like it can it can really lift uh lift your mood uh even temporarily but if you've got that consistently across the whole of your home you can really start to anticipate what the benefits of, of, of that would be yeah. um and it is like I say it's it's not a one and done thing I never say to people like you need to declutter your lives and then that's it yeah, yeah. It, it's something that you you do and certainly there'll be a big haul at the very beginning of it but it's about finding a way to maintain that and making sure that it that it is easily manageable going forward because now if you'd asked me as I say about eight years ago um, how long it would take to, to tidy my whole house god it probably would have took me a good few days just to get through things yep. um, whereas now I can do a top to bottom uh, tidy of my house um, and a clean in about an hour wow it doesn't like it doesn't take up my whole weekend yep. and that was also a big problem as well because it would take up so much of my weekend I couldn't then just enjoy myself I couldn't relax at the weekend um I would just dread it so half of the time I wouldn't even do it and it would get worse mm -hmm. um I was ashamed of it so I would just pretend it wasn't there whereas now I can the girls are having their dancing class on a Saturday morning I flip round and I do the tidying and the sorting out and then that's it and it's done and it makes me feel amazing because the rest of the weekend I can relax I can spend time with the girls I can do some crafting like I can I can be the person that I want to be and that's where this identity piece comes in yeah. again because yeah. I can do the things that I want to do not only as a mother and a wife but as a human being I then start to gain my identity back and I feel like I've, I've got a life now I mean I didn't have a life few years ago like I literally was a person who went to work I came home and I would tidy and cook and clean and that was it and that's why I felt so lost yeah. whereas now I've, I'm, I'm me and that is part of my life but it's not all of my life. I think you bring up a good point on how we don't realize that those to-do lists or the projects or the, the you know cleaning or the clutter um it prevents us to from, it's kind of like, there's like this mental thing, like I can't move forward or I can't do other things unless this is done, but it doesn't mean that we're going to go do it, but we're so stuck in it 
that it actually stops us from seeing progress and, and, you know, for our businesses or our lives or our family or to, you know, for us to go enjoy life or do our passions or our hobbies, it holds us back because there's still all of this before I can do all that, before I can be this person, I have to get everything all in order. And it becomes kind of like this, this trap. Like I can't do that until I do this, but this is so overwhelming to work through that I'm not going to do it, but then I'm not moving forward at the same time. So it's kind of like being stuck in the struggle of it because it's so overwhelming. And and because it takes its emotional and mental toll on us, um, we're never fully getting to the success we're looking for, the life we're looking for. So we're never actually able to like hear who we really are, what we really want, because we don't have the space to even be that. So we can't even tap into it because there's still so much around us physically that our brains are trying to work through. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I credit the fact that I'm able to start this business and, and my other businesses, because I'm multi-passionate, um, <laughs> the, to the fact that I, that I did declutter and I started living a slower life because I knew from a very young age I wanted to own my own business, but it's kind of like exactly what you said, because I had all these things in my mind, I didn't have the space to even think about taking that step to 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 become self-employed because I was like I can't pass and I don't know whether it was I think it's a combination of that I didn't have the space um I also thought to myself well if, if I can't even look after my house how can I build a business and then also a combination of well as kind of beating myself up and, and, and like thinking well you've got this massive list of things to do you're just going to ignore that and start your own business how very selfish of you and it's like it's like those conversations yeah you have in your mind but being able to to declutter get rid of that out and get and live a more slow life I was able to to think about things more I started to understand what I wanted in life and therefore uh, because I had this more time and more money uh, available to me from getting rid of all this stuff out of my life I could then take steps to to make changes and Mm. I know it sounds corny but if I hadn't have done that I wouldn't have the life that I've got now and I'm very happy with my life I've got now I've got all of the elements that I've always wanted um and without having that space to kind of process it and actually make changes, I, I would never have gotten to to, to this point. Um, and I do credit um, just starting to clutter. My, my cupboard was the first thing I did was my cupboard in the kitchen. Um, and I, I saw the benefit of that, felt great. And just like how you felt with your papers, um, and I was just itching to start tackling other areas of my life. I went through the rest of my home. Um, I went through my to-do list, just all of my commitments. You know, it's like you end up signing up to all these committees and events and things. You're like, why am I doing this? I don't even enjoy it. But you just feel like you have to because everyone else is. And it's, no, you don't. Like, you decide what you want in your life and everything else can just go. Um, and so I, I just consistently got rid of things it completely changed my perception mm. on on life because I was I'm a big people pleaser cat and I would always do things for other people before myself yeah. um whereas now I, I look at things and I go do I want that do do I mm. like I don't think I do like I personally don't like this 
um, this person over here might want me to do it or they might want me to have this thing but I, I, I don't and it was about taking back that power mm-hmm. and completely given all the possessions and um, random things that I'd accepted into my life I gave them the power um, whereas now I've got that power and I think that's like there's no better example I could give to my two daughters than to say I took back power of my own life and I didn't let these external things which are just stuff they're not even living um take complete control over me and that was where I fell down and, and, and a lot of people do and I think the more that people are aware of that impact it has not only on your surroundings and, and how you, your emotions but mentally long term how that impacts your your confidence and ultimately the path of your life I say I would not be on this path now if I hadn't started there. I think that's a great, it's funny, I was recording later on a, po- a podcast for, for this week that I haven't done yet, but, <laughs> um, but I was writing about it and it was through my, you know, decluttering and stuff like that. And, and some of the fears that I realized popped up or, and people don't realize that physical, your physical world and your mental world, your mindset are so connected. And what you find when you're going through the physical stuff, right? Cause when you're going through physical stuff, you're actually without realizing saying it, do I want this? Do I need this? Does this still have a purpose? Um, is this even where I, you, you actually start to connect to what you want, right? Is this even the cabinet I want to keep the bowls in? Like, d- is this how I want to find, you know, does this work for me? And by you tapping into that, that's where it grows into the rest of your life. Do I want to be doing those things? But when you're stuck with things you don't want and you, you just start to kind of hoard things you don't want because you, you're right. You, you kind of lose your own voice or connection to yourself. And you, we're not actually as humans in the habit, or I guess culturally in society in the habit of actually asking ourselves what we want, right? It's always like, what's the societal norm? Like you should get a nine to five job. You should go to college. Like that's how it has to be, right? We're not actually trained to ask ourselves what we want, right? We're always like appease everybody else, you know, do it because we're expected to do it. Um, but that there's like this power of being like, you know what? Why do I even have this notebook? Like, do I even, I don't even like these types of notebooks. Why do I have it? You know what? I don't want it anymore because I'm never going to write in it. So why keep it, right? Those little things, like you get your power back to, to be like, okay, I'm going to have my house be a place that's happy for me. And, and you do, you clear up and you kind of give your power back to being like, what else in my life? Who else do I not want in my life? What else yeah. am I doing? That's actually, you, it's kind of like you get to start identifying what stresses you out. And once you yeah. do it from the physical, you can see, like I started to see, it was interesting. One of the aha moments I had is my fear of success. So as I, when I did this room and all of a sudden this became my office that I dreamed about when I first started my business like 10 years ago, right? And I sat in here and I realized I had a fear of what if it's easy? What if I actually have this dream life? I have been holding on to struggle for so much and clutter. And all of a sudden I didn't realize I was holding on to it because it was kind of keeping me safe, not as successful as I wanted to be. And it was like this moment of now there's nothing distracting me in this room. What if it gets to be easy? What if I get to work with all the clients I want to work with? 
And I hadn't realized the correlation between staying in the struggle as a safety. And now that I didn't have that safety net of struggle, how it freed me to like see my business totally different than any other way I was seeing it before. I was seeing my business as struggle. I had to work really hard, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, (laughs) make everything hard. And without holding on to that anymore and letting go of that, it's like this freeing experience. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And I can, well, I'm exactly the same. Like I was doing doing that with, with, preventing myself from from starting my business in the first place but even with with the the grief with my mum I I lived with that for so long because I knew that if I didn't have all this stuff to distract me mm-hmm. mentally that I would start to unearth a lot of um a, a lot of things that I just wasn't ready to process um and in fact actually when I started this whole decluttering process exactly what you you said happened and it was I I started to understand more about me what I liked what I didn't like what was important to me as a human like what are my values as as a human being and I did start to process a lot of, of my grief as well so it was quite a difficult time for me because of that but in the end it always nets out better. Like I know myself so well now. I know what I like, what I don't. And therefore it's really easy for me to know what I allow into my life and how I handle things. And it was so easy for me to go, right, do you know what? I actually, I want to start my own business. I need to do it because that is something that's really important to me. And Yes, very similar to you. I found ways where I have cluttered my life and my mind with things, stopping myself from getting that next level success. And I think it is, it comes down to fear and not knowing um, that, especially when you feel quite comfortable at the moment that you're in, it it is, it's comfortable, it's easy. um, And and you don't necessarily want to go to that next level just in case it it, it becomes harder for you. It becomes like the devil, you know, I already know this doesn't feel good and I'm struggling with it, but I know it. I know that this feels like I'm not going to know what it's going to feel like if I make changes. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's what stops a lot of people from actually making these changes in their life because they, they they secretly are super comfortable with it and they're like I'm, I know I don't like it but I'm going to keep it like this because I know that I might unearth some things it's like if I could I could kind of liken it to when people um have difficulties decluttering sentimental uh, items when they're decluttering they know that when they go through those um um, items that it's going to be really difficult they're going to unearth some feelings and some emotions but actually it's the best thing for them to do but they'll just keep putting it off because they don't want to uncover those uh, things that, that they know is going to come and yeah it's hard but I always say you you've got to you you've got to decide and take back that power and make yourself realize that if life or your business is not working for you in that moment of time, no one else is going to help you. And this is kind of where I used to struggle for so long is that I expected someone come, to come in and save me. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that someone was, but I, I, I was expecting them to suddenly come into my life and, and go, I know what's wrong with you. You need to fix this, this and this. And it never happened until that day when I was lying in the bath thinking about ending it and I was like you know what I've got to this point 
and I'm so low and no one's come so really it's got to be down to me I've got to fix this myself and you've got to stand up and go right if I'm not happy what am I going to do about it I need to make some changes and yes it's difficult and and if you're going to uncover things along the way which is why I always say start off small don't overwhelm yourself feel the emotions as you're going through it because it that's why I, I, I say when I'm talking to my clients, I talk about kind of a lifestyle detox because you're getting rid of those things that you don't need. And it, sometimes it can be quite difficult, quite painful, but actually you're going to feel so vibrant at the end of it that there's no stopping you. Like some of the benefits that I see people when they've decluttered, it's like they've got more time, they've got more money, they've got more energy, they're sleeping better. Um, the start new business possibilities are like where before they couldn't see the new possibilities because they were so stuck in what was around them yeah exactly they were so internalized in the four walls that they were living in because there was so much to think about and do in that one space but then once that's gone and that's tackled your world becomes so much bigger and it so much brighter as well like when I first made these changes I would go into to my nine to five job and people would be coming to me and they would say what, what's happened like you seem so so much so happy so much happier and so much more relaxed like mm-hmm. I was I wasn't so tense like I was always on on tenter hooks and so anxious about everything whereas now like since then, really, I'm just a lot more easygoing with things, and uh, like, all right, this is how. Like, I used to be such a planner. Like, my husband would laugh at me. I'll tell you a little story. When uh, it was a few years ago, now it was like 2009, and I was taking Pete, uh, my husband, away for a lovely holiday. Um, and this was before we had kids, so it was just me and him. Um, and I wanted to send him on a holiday of a lifetime for his birthday. So I prepared like an itinerary. I had everything set out. I had maps printed out. I had like all like like this binder full of stuff of the the things that we were going to do and when. And I even prepared a PowerPoint presentation, going through all the details with them because it was a surprise. And we got to the hotel at the airport, and I said, "Right, this is where we're going." And I presented it all. Like I was that much of a control freak I was so into it whereas now it's more that he's got the problem I think I passed it on to him because like now if something goes wrong I'll just go all right okay well we'll just we'll just move on or like he'll say to us like what do you want to do at the weekend and I'll be like I don't know let's just see see when we get there like I don't plan ahead anymore I'm so much more relaxed and it's it's because I realized that actually life is really good and life can be so enjoyable You've just kind of got to get all of that clutter, whether it be a, an annoying set of uh, shoes that you need to go through and, and declutter, or whether it be someone in your life that is mm-hmm. struggling, you're struggling with and then draining the energy of you, and you've got a really bad friendship with them. Like from those two extremes, you can eliminate so much from your life, yeah. and actually, it, it's so powerful. Yeah. It's kind of like your physical stuff becomes like the safety net, kind of like a comfort, like a, like an old teddy bear or like a blanket that you had from your kid, right? Comfort. But once you get rid of it, you realize you are the safety net. It kind of like 
makes room for your confidence to come in, right? Because before, like, like even the process of decluttering, it's like you empowering yourself to say, hey, I don't want these running shoes anymore. I, I hate these sandals. I never wear them because they're ugly. Why did I ever buy them? But you empower yourself and all of a sudden your confidence can shine through. But when you're stuck and you're just constantly, like you mentioned earlier, like, you have all this stuff that every time you walk in a room, you just keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about it. And it kind of is like, it sucks you in. I think of it like the Dementors in Harry Potter. <laughs> like they just suck your soul. Like this stuff sucks your soul because it's like, no, you know, you have all this stuff to go through. You have all this, this, these, you know, even like in business, like, no, you have all these programs you have to do, even if you don't like them. And then you release them all of a sudden, like, it's like, wait, I, I said, I don't like them and I got rid of them. Now I have this room to do what I want and your confidence shines through. And it's kind of like, you don't really necessarily need those insecurities anymore, right? You don't need the, I found the same thing. Like I'm more, I used to be like the spreadsheet girl and I need the, the word document and the, the, all the numbers and everything's in a plan. And now I'm like, yeah, we'll just wing it. You know, I'm just going to record this podcast. We'll see what happens. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> like, but before it's like, okay, it's gotta be perfect. But now it's like, no, I can just trust myself to show up and, you know, say what's on my heart or trust my intuition because I don't, I don't have to be bogged down by those limiting beliefs of it has to be perfect or I'm going to fail or I'm going to be judged. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, that is so important to realize because I was a huge perfectionist. Like I would not stop until something was perfect. Whereas now I realize that it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be enough. And that is because uh, I own three businesses and that the only way I'm able to manage those three businesses is by having them really simplified. Like same as you, like I don't need to be on every platform for all of them. I focus where um, I get the most impact for those particular businesses. Um, and I leave everything else. I don't need to do everything. When you get told, uh, like it's so overwhelming when you start a business because everyone's telling you to do, do it this way, do it that way. You need this, you need funnels, you need all of this. And it's just so um, I've been there on every platform, making all the <laughs> graphics. I got to have the blog, the podcast, the Pinterest, the Facebook, the Facebook group, the Instagram, the, I mean, LinkedIn, uh, that, yeah, you get told, oh, this is the strategy. It's going to work. This is the strategy. This is the strategy. And all of a sudden you're doing all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's exactly the same as, as how you end up with clutter in your house. You think you should have all these things. It's shiny object syndrome with all mm -hmm. of it. You bring it all in, you realize, oh crap, it's not working very well. So the only way um, I've been able to, to, to grow my businesses is to very much Go, right I'm going to focus on this one for now I'm going to simplify it build it and grow it and then move on to the next one and they're so streamlined now that I can manage three businesses um in a week and I've considering the fact I've been homeschooling kids for the past year as well but I've been like do, managed all of those um because I've been able to to simplify things and know what I need to do and what I what what I don't need to do and I, I I really credit the whole decluttering process um just starting from my house and moving in all areas of my life to be able to make decisions so much easier mm -hmm. so now I, I I'm able to ask myself these questions yeah I know that 
someone has told me I need this, but do I need it? Is this going to work for my business? Do I like doing Facebook Lives? No, I don't. I'm not going to do them. Yeah. Am I going to focus on uh, doing Instagram? Yes, that really works for me and people really connect with me on that. I'm going to just focus on that for now and build that up and just stop trying to juggle all these things at once because you're just going to end up in a muddle. Um, and it, it's exactly the same for business as it is life you'll put too much in there and put too many expectations on yourself on you and your business it's just going to fall apart you really need to focus and zone in on what you're wanting to do what services you want to offer and i had a session a little while ago and someone said to me because i had a package in one of my in one of my businesses and they said do you like selling that and i was like not really and they're like well why have you got it in and i was like this is the this is the, what I tell people all the time, but sometimes when it's you your business, see yourself, yeah. yeah, exactly, it's difficult to see, and it was exactly that. It's like it's our business, it's our life. Why do I have to have things in there that I think I should, but mm -hmm. I don't really like or want them there? Like who's telling us to do that? It's it's completely down to us. If we don't like doing it in a certain way, or we don't like offering a certain thing, um, just stop it. Mm -hmm. it, it's as simple as that just stop it remove it get it out focus on the things that you love and you like and you're only going to get benefits from that that word should that should word should is so toxic I remember I used to live on Long Island and it's very pockets of Long Island a lot of Long Island is very superficial right so everybody has like you know the fancy clothes even you know living you know working and living in Manhattan you know everybody has you know, I used to spend like a thousand dollars a season on clothes, right? So four thousand dollars a year on clothes because that's what you should do. I remember moving to Austin. It's like you can be anybody you want in Austin. You can wear whatever you want in Austin. Nobody's judging you. Hail heels, jeans, fancy dresses. Like it doesn't matter, right? It, it's whatever you want to, you know, do. And I just remember like I just donated all my like four-inch heels because I'm like, I don't enjoy wearing four-inch heels anymore. Like but in New York, it was like a should, right? It was like, you should wear this trend. You should dress this way. You should have the fancy car and the fancy bags. And, and it was very, you know, materialistic. And, and the word should in business is so toxic because I should have a group coaching program or I should have a membership or I should, I should do it this way. I should be on video. And I tell people, you don't have to be ever be on video and you can still have a successful business. Successful business isn't a specific strategy. It's the strategy that works for you. And the yeah. simpler it is, you know, you can't, if you have 17 products, you can't sell 17 products. You're confusing your audience as much as you're creating mental clutter for yourself. And I think, you know, it just goes back to letting go of the word should and asking yourself instead, what do you want? What works for you or what's no longer working that you need to get rid of? Like you are so afraid of the like, failure to like, I can't get rid of it because then I'll fail. But if it's not working for you and it doesn't feel good anymore, it's a, you know, it's, there's no sense in holding on to something like that. Um, and same thing in your house. Like I should keep this cause I spent money on it. Yeah. But if you hate looking at it, why would you keep it in your space? Yeah. And you're good. You're, you're, by, it's that, that whole phrase by like everything that you want is on the other side of less and it, it's like don't don't just do things because you should 
um, do it because you want to, because at the end of the day, you're only going to succeed in things and things that you actually like doing. Yeah. Um, like if you turn your business or in, in your life into a chore, you are not going to want to to continue with it. You're going to stop your own business. You're going to just move move on to something else, and like, you're just going to make it harder for yourself. And I liken it to when I was in corporate, and um, I was given a, a project. Um, it was very specific to me, and it was unique to me. And they said, "Right, go away and do that. Just set yourself away and do it yourself." And I completely excelled in that because it really fit fitted with the things that I loved doing. And that was the kind of like the point in my life when I was just like, actually, do you know what? This job I've been doing for a while that I thought I liked, I didn't actually like it. And this stuff that I'm doing now, actually, that that is fantastic. That is great. And it's about opening your eyes and realizing that just you don't have to do the things that everyone else tells you to do yeah. um pick and choose and make it enjoyable for you and it's that whole that whole saying isn't it that like you only hear once why make it difficult for yourself just simplify yeah. streamline it focus on what you like what you love and it's going to become so much bigger yeah. because you it's it's like i don't know how to describe it but when you when you've got things in your life that, that that you love, you nurture it more and it grows and expands. Whereas if you're looking at your life and your business and you don't know why you're doing it and you're fed up of it, it's just going to get stale and that that can lead to a lot more darker things. Yeah. Um, there's a, you know, there's some people that say, you know, your, your business doesn't have to be your passion. And I'm like, gosh, but that would suck if it wasn't. Right. You know, people are like, oh, it doesn't have to be your purpose in life or your passion. And I'm like, yeah, but then that's just a job. And who, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you didn't get into it to do a job. You got into it to love what you do and to make a difference. So I never understand the, oh, you know, just find something that'll make money. And I'm like, yeah, but at some point money doesn't bring you what you want. At some point, you're still going to have to do the job. And if you don't, if you don't have a passion for it, or if you're just selling some random widget because it makes you money, it becomes a job as opposed to something that you're so passionate about that, again, you focus on and it expands and it gives you so much more to your life. Um, yeah, that's a philosophy I can't get behind. <laughs> I completely agree. And it's like when, whenever I, when I talk to anyone, whether it be friends, family or, or clients, I always go back to this, a starting point for me for everything, whether it's life or business, is to look at your values as a human being and understand what your values are and what is important to you. Because if your day-to-day -day life, the majority of it, because yeah, let's be honest, we've all got to do things that we don't like. I've got to stick some laundry in. I mean, uh, I need clean clothes I don't particularly like doing it. it's not one of my values but I've got to do it so there's always a proportion of your day-to-day -day life it's going to be that yeah but if you're predominantly um spending time on filling those uh value buckets up I mean what that to me is is success yeah, it's kind of like if you live a if you want to live a joyful life, then fill it with things that bring you joy. Because if you're doing stuff that you love, you're not sitting there going, "I wish I was doing something else." And yeah. so there's like little room for resentment if you're like, 
you know, doing all the things you love to do. And yes, of course you have to make money and stuff, but like, but if you're doing something you love and it brings you money, plus you're filling the rest of your day, not with the to-do list as much. Like, again, you have to do the dishes and the laundry, but that doesn't take as much time as we, we mentally think it does. Um, <laughs> I think doing dishes takes five hours when it takes like five minutes, but whatever. Um, but like if, you know, if you're going and you're playing with your kids or you're going for a bike ride or you're going and going for a walk with a friend or going to meet a friend with co for coffee and then you're coming home and you're meeting with clients and doing some work, like there's like kind of like not not room enough to keep wanting other things where, where we go and fall into that want and when we start to hoard and we start to, you know, want things we can't afford is when we don't really, we're not finding joy with where we are in the present. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if it can go back eight years ago, I would constantly have a list of things I wanted to do. I needed to do, and I wanted more and I wanted I wanted to like I wasn't happy I'd get to a point there like, right I need more I need more and it's very tiring living like that it's exhausting it's like you never get to the destination of happy because you're just constantly it's never good enough because you need more and more and more yeah, exactly it's like that saying isn't it it's like happiness isn't a destination it's the journey and it's completely right because now I'm such a happy person but I don't want more. Like, even if someone says, what do you want for your birthday? I've got no clue because I like, I don't really want things anymore. Like I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. I kind of like go along in my day and just at the end of every day, I go to bed really happy with what I've done because I know that I've focused on things that I'm doing for a reason. I'm loving, I'm, I'm, really filling up those value buckets and I just feel really contented and like it sounds corny but if I got run over by a bus tomorrow I'd be quite happy with the life I've got now whereas 10 years ago god I would have been devastated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well like if you think about if you judge your life and everything you do and your decisions you make by when you're 90 year old 90, 90 years old and you're laying in bed what are the things you wish you would have done versus what are the things you regret and, you know, it's usually, I, I never heard somebody say, oh, I wish I would have bought a yacht, you know, like mostly it's yeah. like, I wish I would have spent more time with my friends or my family or, or, you know, it's more about the experience of life less about, oh, I wish I would have bought that Fendi dress, you know, like that's just, you know, not what people are, are thinking about at the end of their life. They're thinking about the actual experience of life. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great exercise to do as well, to work out your values. And it's something that I get people to do when they feel stuck, because it is a hard question. What are your values as a human being? It, it can be hard. So that is one of the best exercises to do mm. is to go ahead and go, right, I'm a 90 year old woman on my deathbed. What am, what am I writing to my younger self? Um, mm. what, what is she saying? And what will come out of there are the things that are really important to you. And that was actually an exercise I did when I was pregnant with my first daughter. And I think that's what triggered me to realize that actually, like, I'm not happy here. And I think I stand, that's when I then spiraled and ended up mm -hmm. after, after having her, I got postnatal depression. And, and that, that was what kind of made me realize that yeah I'm not happy mm -hmm. because I've just realized that that letter that I've wrote is basically telling me I'm doing everything that I'm not going to be bothered about in the future yeah, yeah. um so it's a really powerful exercise to 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 turn it around and go right this is what I need to focus on yeah
this is yeah. the stuff and everything else can just go yeah yeah it is a powerful exercise hard one to do but it's an eye-opener on does the lot you really going to be upset if you went two days without doing the dishes probably not if you're doing something you really enjoy that you're going to remember later on in life yeah so what would you tell people you know women that are struggling with the overwhelm what would you tell them to start I know you talk about starting simple and slow um which we all know the saying you know the you know tortoise (laughs) <laughs> go you know tortoise and the hare you know slow and steady wins the race yeah yeah definitely I mean I would say that the first thing that I always tell people to do is just stop and just take some time out and at that moment in time when you're feeling overwhelmed that can feel pretty difficult to do um because you're like well I've got all this to do and this to do but even if it's half an hour just stop take a breather have some time to yourself um, and during that time, I think it's always great to do a massive brain dump is just to get everything out of your head onto a bit of paper because automatically that makes you feel good. So whether that be kind of emotions or things that you're feeling or um, or things that you've got to do, like your to-do list, just write everything down on a bit of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of next steps after that is really to kind of assess how you're spending your time. Um, what is it that is, um, and it is difficult to do. It, it takes a case of like, grab yourself a cup of tea and sit and think about it um, and ask yourself the difficult questions. Like, what do I do with my days? Um, what parts of those days are causing me to feel stress and anxiety? Um, and, and what, what is it that, that, that is the problem? Try and just dive into that a little bit. And if you don't know what those things are, perhaps look at things you're wanting. Um, so go the opposite way and go, right, well, what is it that I'm wanting and what things am I doing that's stopping me from getting that? And that can be sometimes an easier way to ask the question. Um, and I always kind of, I use like the three Ds as a, is a guidance is that if, if you've got a list of all these things that you need to do look to first well like what can you declutter what can you just get rid of like what things are on there that you don't like doing and just edit them out just get them out you don't need to do them no one's no one's telling you or forcing you to do these things get rid of them then the next one is kind of uh, delegate so which things can you delegate to other people as women as I say we tend to put everything on our shoulders we expect that we need to do it all but you don't again who's telling you that probably yourself so just look to see what things can be done by other people whether that be family friends if it's within your business it could be any um any team members that you've got if you've got a VA or any friends that you've got that you can exchange services with or anything like that um and just get some more of those off your plate by delegating to other people take some off your shoulders then the other d is defer so anything that doesn't have to happen now because again we can be very hard on ourselves and we go right i need to get this email nurture sequence done in the next week and it's like do i or could it be done next week right ease up on yourself so those three d's is declutter um delegate and defer um and really put those into different columns and automatically by doing that you'll get some things off your shoulders so it's a great place to start is doing that exercise 
Um, and then after that, it's just looking at the things that are left on your list and start small. Like some people say, what's that? They eat the frog and do the most difficult or thing that you don't want to do first. Like that just doesn't work for me. And no. it might work for some people, but I just can't. It just doesn't work. So I always say start small, start easy. And then you'll see, you'll start getting things ticked off your list, whether it be a to-do list or things near home or anything like that. And you'll get that sense of accomplishment. You'll get that feeling, the, the benefits from it. And it'll become the thing that kind of fuels you to keep going and, and, and doing more. But I would say get that blanking, get some space just to do a review. If you can't review what is going wrong, how are you ever going to know how to fix it? Yeah. Um, so take some time out and do that exercise. Well, and it will really help. What I tend to do every year as well, at the end of every year, I do a little kind of annual review of, of my life. And I was mm -hmm. go, what things did I like? What things didn't I like? What things did I want to do that I didn't get done? Um, and I'll kind of do that at, at, like during the Christmas holidays and, and just really ask myself, uh, am, I, am I doing the things I want to be doing? Um, and I try to look at those quarterly as well, make sure I'm still on track. So you've got to you've got to do the review and be honest and look at life and go, what is it that I don't like? Yeah. And start from there. I love that, the, you know, we, we don't as women, we always fight the take a moment away, take a break, you know? And like, we underestimate when you take a break, step away and brain dump and just like, you know, even go for a walk, like do the brain dump, then go for a walk. It's funny how our brain reprioritizes everything. Whereas an hour before everything was a priority. Oh my gosh, if I don't do the dishes, if I don't do the laundry, I always remember an Oprah episode where she's like, ladies, the dishes will be there tomorrow. Like you don't need to do them now, but like, we are always like, well, I have to vacuum because why, why do we have the vacuum right now? Cause I said I had a vacuum, not because, and then all of a sudden you walk away and you come back being like, it's like your brain is like, yeah, that none of that was really important, but this piece is important. This is what you should do right now. And then you look at that list and you're like, okay, what is really the priority to focus on? Um, but we get caught up in the, like, everything is everything is important. And like, you can't, you can't have like, not everybody can, everything can be a priority. Like, and not everything's a priority. Like there's different levels of priority and a different reason for priority. So I love that exercises of like, we think if you keep it in your head, it seems like a jumbled mess. When you brain dump it out, it's like, it changes the perspective completely. Um, some yeah. of it sometimes comes across like silly, like do it. <laughs> Like, why is it even on my list to empty the bathroom garbage? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it literally takes two minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's little things like that. It all kind of adds up. And I think like, like what you do in the brain dump as well, what I always say is try to use colored markers and um, try to say, I, say if I've got five values um, in my life, which ones kind of line up to those values as well and that will help you prioritize because mm -hmm. if anything falls out of those values you're like well that could potentially be a one I could delegate or defer yep. or, or declutter even um and and just keep bringing it back to those values um and as I say you're going to have some that aren't there like say like getting rid of the rubbish yeah. um <laughs> but it's it's as long as you've got the the, the majority of, of, of the things that you're doing and, and spending time and energy on mm -hmm. in those buckets 
that is ultimately going to lead to, to, to a joyful life, as you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think starting small, we think, you know, for me, because of my brain fog, I have to tell myself like today, there's just, I just have to do the entryway. And sometimes I take these, I have these little post-it notes and I call it the power of three. And I'll just write down three. I might have a list of all the things. I'm like, today, there's only three things I need to do. And it's always like one's a revenue driven, like business generating something, right? Whether it's visibility or or selling something. But then like the other things, I'm like, I can throw that piece of paper out. I can throw that post-it out when those three things are done. And then I choose my next three priorities. Because with brain fog, if I wrote down 10, even if it's on just one list, it's just, it's too much. And it's like, okay. And you feel like the sense of accomplishment just doing one of them, right? Just like, sometimes I don't even get through all three if they're big things. But it's like, if you get through the one that's gonna be joyful, but also going to move you forward towards your, the goals you're aiming at, there's like, a, okay, but I did that one. And the other ones, they weren't as important because I got this big one done. Um, so for me, it's like, you know, you don't have to tackle the whole thing. You can just do a piece of it. And that, like, just that we underestimate that sense of accomplishment, that like moment of like, okay, this feels so good. I mean, that in and of itself is like, I can, I could be done the rest of the day because I got that feeling that I've been striving for that we think the whole, getting rid of the whole to-do list is going to give us. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can be so hard, can't it, to just even when you're like when I was in the the lowest point, like that feeling of just ticking one thing off my list, that was so far away from where I felt at that time. Mm -hmm. Just it, it 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 can it can really make a big difference. Just that sense of accomplishment and achievement, and it, it just that is what fuels you to keep going forward. If you keep getting knocked back, you're going to stop trying. Yeah. But if you keep being able to tick these little things off, doing small and little by little. I mean, I certainly didn't make any massive changes suddenly. I done it just step by step, day by day, and then it really adds up. Yeah, yeah. And all else fails, do something while you're watching your favorite TV show. <laughs> hey, I spend most of the day with Netflix on my tablet next to me as I'm working. I mean, come on. Exactly. <laughs> it makes it so much more enjoyable. <laughs> Oh, this was such a great conversation. So question, are there any resources? I know you have a blog. What, where can they find out more info from you? Get some tips. Um, do you have anything you want to share with them? Yeah, sure. So I've got a website, which is simplejoy.co.uk. Um, on there, there's plenty of blogs. There's some um, resources there. So there's like a declutter challenge, a 30-day declutter challenge if you wanted to start. It's designed to start small, just as what we've been saying, and leading up to some um, some slightly bigger areas. But little by little, at the end of the 30 days, you'll see a massive impact. So there's my 30-day challenge. There's also kind of goal-setting workbooks and things just to take you right back to those values and understand what it is you want to achieve. Um, so it's all on my website, simplejoy.co.uk. I'm on Instagram as well uh, at Hello Simple Joy. Um, and over the next six months or so, I'm really trying to ramp up uh, my my presence on there and offering more resources and such. So I'm redoing my website at the moment, um, and I'm redoing my strategy for for what I want to share and what courses and things I'm going to bring out. So you'll be seeing a lot more action in that over the next uh, few months. Awesome. And I think you and I picked the same theme for our website. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called now. Emily, but it's Emily Grace. Emily Grace. <laughs> I was 
looking at it today and I'm like, I know this website. <laughs> yeah, we know who's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> who's that lady that's responsible? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and your blog is fantastic. And I think, I think even, you know, your posts on Instagram that you do have there are very insightful as well. Um, so perfect. Well, thank you so much for all your wisdom. I think a lot of women are struggling right now with the overwhelm and it's just nice to know that one, you're not, people aren't alone with the overwhelm and the stress and just, you know, all the expectations of life and the responsibilities and the roles we play, but that there is a way to work through it and how it's not just about the physical clutter, but it changes your whole life possibilities and perspectives and brings you back to what you're you really want in your heart and soul kind of connects you right back to who what you want in this lifetime so thank you for sharing your wisdom and thank you for sharing your story with us i know a lot of us can relate to it for sure oh no problem thank you for having me all right y'all we will see you next time have a great week Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I want to invite you to join me over on Instagram at True Joy Experience. That's where I share how-to tips, inspiration, and my own personal stories on how I gained the confidence and clarity that helped me leave my nine-to-five behind and design a life and business that I love. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive the latest episode right to your phone each week right when they launch. Finally, if you are ready to become the fearless female entrepreneur that you are meant to be, download the Mindset and Confidence Assessment to discover what is holding you back from stepping into all you are capable of achieving.